Jack and Canned. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Roundtable with Jack and Canned. Joined as always by John Tesman. John, how we doing tonight, buddy? Doing good, man. We were coming off the uh Coming off of a very exciting time, hanging out with Breaking Down the Tape, we're definitely going to have to link up with those guys and do a little recap, but I'm thinking for our regular episode, Colbs, we should talk a little bit about the day, oh, especially yeah, when it comes yeah, especially when it comes to field goals, because that's been haunting me. <laughs> uh, it's just one of those things, but well, I just we'll want to give it a quick shout Oh yeah, just want to give them a quick shout out. I know they were just live here earlier tonight, and damn, Colbs, you have a fan base? Like... Literally, I joined for a little bit, and I'm seeing people right in Shifty, and I'm like, the only person that I'm going to assume is going as Shifty is Colbs, the Shifty Hippo. So you have a following on YouTube, my friend. Yeah, well, Just throwing I have that out this, there. Uh, this grouping of YouTube followers to come check us out over here. They, they need oh, to they come ju- listen to Jack and Canned. They just went ahead and typed it in uh, in their... Um, uh, thing so they did subscribe to us oh cool so hey there we go yeah. now we have more than just michelle as subscribers on youtube hell yeah <laughs> so Uh-oh. that'll be good man we got we're up to seven i think right now oh good so we're getting there good if it hey if it hurts itself doing this i mean we can't go too fast because if it gets all the way up there we're gonna end up surpassing our twitter following hell yeah hell yeah it's going to be good, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be good, brother. So, dude, as always, how we go ahead and we start up our roundtable episode is with who's on top. Who's on top. So, so all those ladies and gents just checking us out for the first time, we're kicking it off with the NHL Eastern Conference. We got the Maple Leaves on top of the Atlantic Division, Metropolitan Division, the Capitals at 16-4. The Rangers, Colts. The Rangers are good again, seventeen and five. How about that? How about Western that? Conference? Yeah, Western Conference with the Wild at eighteen and six in the Central Division. Uh, that was uh, we got the Pacific Division. The Flames at fifteen and six, kicking it over to the NBA Eastern Conference. Colts. The Nets seventeen and eight. The Bulls seventeen nine. Bucks sixteen ten. And the Celtics 13-13. Damn it, Celtics. Come on, Boston. Western Conference. The Warriors 21 and 4. Suns 20 and 4. Jazz 18-7. The Lakers at the number six seed now. So that's a little interesting. <laughs> yeah, what, 12 and 12? Uh, yeah, they're well, no, 13 and 12. Oh, okay. So, well, cool. Hey, they won a game. They, they did. They won a game. So it's getting there. That's going to be interesting to see. Now kicking it over to the NFL. The AFC East, the Pats on top, 9-4, Bills 7-5, Dolphins 6-7. The Jets with a heartbreaking loss at the game we just went to at 3-9. <laughs> AFC West, the Chiefs 8-4 with the Chargers 7-5, Raiders 6-6, Broncos 6-6. AFC North, Ravens 8-4, Bengals 7-5, Steelers 6-5, Colts. Got the Steelers game on in the background hey, tonight. John, John, what did oh. you forget? Oh, my God. What's that? Six five and one. Six five and one. I always forget about that. It's a <laughs> it's a reoccurring pattern every week. But I got them on tonight, and it's looking like they're gonna be dealt yet again another loss. Because it they ain't looking too hot. But anyways, the Browns six and six, AFC South Titans eight four, 
Colts 7-6, Texans 2-10, Jags 2-10, NFC East, boys on top 8-4, Washington 6-6, Eagles 6-7, Giants 4-8, NFC West, Cardinals 10-2, Rams 8-4, 49ers 6-6, the noise of an injured Seahawk at 4-8, <laughs> they need Geno. NFC North, Packers 9-3, Vikings 5-7, Bears 4-8, Lions 1-10, NFC South, hey, the Lions got to win, 1-10-1, I didn't forget about that, I caught myself. NFC South, Buccaneers 9-3, Panthers 5-7, Falcons 5-7, Saints 5-7, what the friggin' hell, man? Everybody's five and seven. They just handed it to the Buccaneers. Like, well, it's the Tom they Brady clinch? effect, John. So what? What Tom Brady does is when he enters your division, your whole division becomes garbage. Remember the twenty years that he was there in New England. We always just made fun of the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills because they were all the garbage pit of the NFL for the most part, with the exception of a couple of good Jets teams with Mark Sanchez and like a good Chad Pennington Dolphins year, like a singular and year. Fitzpatrick, 10 and six. I think they went, they went to the playoffs. Didn't they one year with Fitz? Uh, I, no, they went 10 and six, but they didn't go to the playoffs. Oh, they didn't. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Crap. It just <laughs> broke my heart. Yeah. Well, Hey, it happens. Speaking of heartbreak, John, you had brought up that it was a heartbreaking loss for the jets that we went and saw live. Now, I want to ask what about it was heartbreaking because it did, it wasn't particularly close. They didn't lose on a last second field goal. There was really no heartbreak. Was, there was a lot of heartbreak. I just looked around <laughs> at all the Jets fans and I understood why they were so sad. Zach, Hector, if you're listening, I get it now. Being there in the atmosphere in Kolbs, <laughs> I mean, we'll have to talk about it a little bit more in depth. Yeah, we will. In, in our, <laughs> let's, let's leave that as a teaser, but I know that you mentioned something about We'll get into it. Yeah. Something about oh, Seattle and how you compared. Oh, yeah. But anyways, man. <laughs> there's all sorts of fun stuff. I, I picked up so much on that Jets game. Just being there physically, I got so many different experiences that I've never had before. I really can't wait to talk about it, but we're obviously going to have to dive into what we usually do on the sports roundtable, which is obviously starting off with who's on top, which now John has covered. And Hell yeah. I actually have another note about who's on top that we're going to also talk about in the regular episode. Because there's something that I, I was going to see if you were paying attention to picking up on the specific thing that I noticed when I look at the standings, and it didn't seem like it hit you, but I got something relatively interesting for you, and I know you're going to like it. But we're going to talk about that next episode as well. What we're going to do nice here, teaser. oh yeah, <laughs> what we're going to do here is we're going to dive right on in to what we got to talk about this week, and that always starts off with the power rankings. John, you ready? I am, dude. What do you got? I'm, I'm curious of who shifted around. So I will tell you that all the 10 teams are the same. They just go into a slightly different order. Number 10 remaining there is the Tennessee Titans. They are at the brink. They really need to show us this week. <laughs> they got a big game here. Like If they come out here against Jacksonville and still lay an egg, then Tennessee's got to get dropped out of this top 10 for me. But in the yeah, meantime... So- I still have a little bit of faith that the Titans are going to be able to hold it together just long enough to get Derrick Henry back in the lineup. They obviously won their first two games without him, so I got to think that there's some type of magic that can be rekindled. I just don't know exactly where they find that magic. Number nine, (laughs) the Buffalo Bills, the best and worst team in football. I don't know what to do with them. Uh, They lost to the Pats, obviously, this last week, where Mac Jones threw the ball three times. 
So <laughs> that's concerning to me. Granted, I know that there was about uh, like wind gusts of, I want to say, over 50 miles an hour. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it's not easy to throw the ball in those conditions. However, I still think that if you lose to a team that literally threw the ball three times, that is a oh worry sign. That is just shockingly. Uh, oh, my God. I, I don't even know what to say, Colbs. I was watching it in, in real quick. And I, and for everybody that knows, I'm it, back in the hunt in fantasy. I'm in the second seed right now, so I'm in it for the money. Next week closes it out, and it's been a couple of nail bl- nail biters, and uh, it came down to that New England game. And I was sending over uh, screenshots to Colts the whole entire time. <laughs> it's a good thing you didn't have Mac Jones. Oh my God! I know. Whoever had Mac Jones in fantasy, you must freaking hate it. At least if you had Josh Allen, I think he threw a touchdown pass, so it wasn't all that bad. For, for anybody that had Mac Jones in their starting oh. fantasy lineup last week, you know that they were just standing screaming at their television because they knew that they weren't going to be able to overcome the twelve point deficit they had for the week just because he literally they oh. won't throw the ball. <laughs> oh my God, Cubs! I couldn't even imagine, man. That's why I don't do DraftKings. You don't do anything serious, you know? (laughs) That's right. Number eight, John, we got the Baltimore Ravens. So the Ravens have not scored more than 20 points in their last four games. We're going to actually talk a little bit more about them on a regular episode as well, because I found a couple really interesting things about the Ravens that I wanted to share with the audience. So we'll talk a little bit more about them. But right now, they're a team that is obviously a little bit flustered on offense, So we're going to have to see what they can do to get their things back in shape. Number seven, the Los Angeles Rams. So the Rams still have this explosive offense, and it's been kind of weird the last couple of weeks. And I know that they're going through some stuff with Robert Woods going down, trying to insert OBJ in there and just say, hey, by the way, you're number two now. Go out there and be our guy. But their offense is just like kind of stuttered right now. Stunted, I guess, would be the word that I wanted. So – The Rams are going to have to overcome that. Defensively, we know that they have that three-headed monster in Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey. So they have somebody at all three key areas of the field that are some of the best at their position. Granted, I'm not exactly sure how good Von Miller is at this point, but we, we thought we'd see this just entirely open up. But with Robert Woods going down, it appears that this offense is just absolutely slammed on the brakes. It's just been a little bit weird. And I know that they just crushed Jacksonville, but they just crushed Jacksonville is the point. So we're, we're going to have to see how that goes. They got a big game against Arizona coming up here. Number six, your Dallas Cowboys, John. Yeah, Colbs. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dallas right now looks more consistent than the Rams do. And I believe that, honestly, I think that their offenses aren't that far apart. I I think that the talent level is pretty comparable. I do think that the Rams have better top-end talent at receiver, but I think the Cowboys have a deeper roster at receiver. And the Cowboys, I actually really like that Pollard kid that's been running the ball oh more God, than Zeke Pollard. lately. Yeah. I For yep. some reason, I keep wanting to call him by a different first name, and so I just keep calling him that Pollard kid. I don't know why. I, I cannot put it together. I keep wanting to call him Brian. <laughs> I, I don't even know like I don't know if there was a Brian Pollard from like the early 2000s that's just like in the back of my mind but because the only one I can think of is uh the old safety Bernard Pollard that's the only one that comes to my mind I don't know where I keep coming up with Brian but yes Tony well, Pollard maybe, maybe you are thinking of him because uh when I just type it in real quick here uh Brian Pollard for mayor 
located in Danvers, Massachusetts. That's the guy. Mortgage, mortgage loan officer. And that's who so, I get running, playing running back for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I you know I like what it. you know what I'd like is if we could get like a height and a weight for that guy because I want to picture what this guy looks like now playing the position of running back for the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's where the fun is to be had. Oh my god, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> man. Listen, he probably is an investor and owns a piece of the Dallas Cowboys, so he could be a running back if he wants. Looking at it here, well, that's a solid chance of that. Yeah, and that's exactly what most mayors dream of being is an NFL running back for specifically the Dallas Cowboys. Hell yeah, man. Number Any day, I know I would. <laughs> number five, the New England Patriots, who just won a game against the Bills by throwing the ball only three times. They are currently the hottest team in football. And again, I still think that they have the lowest ceiling out of any of these teams on this list. But they have no floor. Like, it's, it's just not there. And it's not like a pit that you don't fall into. It's just that the floor continues to, like, conti- it continuously rises. It's coming up like the ocean levels. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do about this, man. Colves, what if that's a new kind of game plan that, you know, the Patriots just stick with? Because I don't even think it mattered so much with the wind. I get it. That's why they they ran the ball as many times as they did. I understand that part. But imagine if that's just like part of their new thing. They just run. And Mac Jones only throws for three to five passes each game. And no one could figure it out, and the Patriots won a freaking Super Bowl like that. I'd be like, "This is called the Colbs team because that's all Colbs ever does in Madden. They play like I play Madden. That's exactly what they just did. (laughs) If this works and this continues, Colbs, you could have been a head coach in the NFL a long time ago, my friend, and you would have been very successful, especially in that game. So, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You might have been onto something all these years. Colbs for coach. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming for your stuff, Belichick. I'm coming to take it. I know how to pass the ball only three times as well. And I only do it when I'm at the four yard line. Dude, that's when you can have some fun. Go out and get any quarterback that you want. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I mean, hell, John, the season that we have going, we got Mike Vick. Hell yeah. <laughs> at the end of Mike Vick. <laughs> yeah. And it was Madden, what, 2017? No. I think. No, John, 17. it's not that old. Oh, wow. 07. Sean Alexander was on the cover of 07. Hell yeah. (laughs) Damn. Number four, John, the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think that offense still looks right, but that defense is good. I don't know what happened. That defense was non-existent not five weeks ago. And now all of a sudden that defense is what's holding that team together. And you're looking at Patrick Mahomes, who all of a sudden – it looks like he's just not the same quarterback and it's kind of come out of nowhere. It makes no sense. I don't care what defenses are doing. They got to find a way to adjust. I know I keep saying the same thing about the chiefs, but there's no way you can actually tell me that who I have, I have now seen for two years be probably a, the best quarterback over a two year span that I've ever seen. And now all of a sudden it's just completely ineffective there. This is not simply coaching. It can't be. I mean, Colbs, in all fairness, it, it, I know it doesn't seem like he's having a great year, but he's still got over 3,300 yards, 25 touchdowns. It's just more interceptions of what he typically throws. He's got 12, which matches, matches his career high from 2018 when he threw 50 touchdowns. So he could go 
on a tear all over again over these next few weeks and kind of get back up to that 4,000 club again, like 30 something touchdowns. Well, it's where he needs to be. I mean, that that's the way this offense works. It's not like they're going to be able to just run with Clyde Edwards Hilaire this whole way through and just call that their, their new strategy. You have Patrick Mahomes, you have Tyree kill and you got Travis Kelsey. You can, you have to figure it out. (laughs) You got to figure it out. And I understand that Tyree kills somewhat of a one trick pony, but you can do other things with him. He's actually not bad on the slant route because he's just so fast. You can put him in open space. I know that he doesn't have necessarily what's regarded as the best hands in the league, but you can still utilize him for some underneath stuff too. You got to get him involved in the offense. And you'll notice that the games where they score a lot, like that last game that uh, the Mahomes had the five touchdowns in a couple weeks back, Tyreek Hill went off that game. That's, yes. And that's just it. You got to find a way to utilize him because he's the best receiver you got. Number three, the Arizona Cardinals. Whew. They don't look like they have many flaws. I'm going to be honest. They look like a damn close to perfect team. I just don't know that I trust them over the likes of the top two teams just because I know those quarterbacks so well. Speaking of number two, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. John, Aaron Rodgers, he's pissed. (laughs) I love it. Number one, Tom Brady and them boys. The Bucks sit at number one still, which it's funny. I, I've noticed with the NFL rankings and the ESPN rankings that they have green. They both have it this way, where Green Bay's one, Arizona's two, and Tampa's three. I'm like, you guys are sleeping on the wrong guy here. I'm not falling for this, man. I'm not putting Tampa at three because I know exactly how this is going to go. This is going to be something where the where the Bucks get into the playoffs with probably a couple more losses than some of these other teams, and it doesn't matter. Because it's Tom Brady. He's just going to go out there and win in the playoffs anyway. What else has, what proof have we had that Tom Brady will do anything other than go to the playoffs and just win obnoxiously every game, even games where he might himself throw three picks? Because he's going to do enough to win every one of those games. And it's, he's going to make it frustrating, especially when he beats Aaron Rodgers again in the playoffs. Oh my God. I can't wait for it, man. I can't wait. It's, uh, I, I just can't say anything else. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. so <laughs> You can't take it away from him. Yes, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. For all of time, yeah. Tom Brady will continue to just be Tom Brady. He's going to be doing the yep. same thing in another 30, 40 years. We're going to be sitting there like, how the hell? And it's not going to matter because it's Tom Brady. Of course. Of course it is. I hope he plays another 10. I hope. I hope so. So badly. <laughs> I really do. I hope he's still playing like at the time when like I find my end in life. Like I, I hope that like I pass away as like an eighty-seven year old man, and Tom Brady's still out there chucking the football around on Sunday, still looking like a model. Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. Dude. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> I, I just I, I don't I don't understand it. It makes no sense. But I now I just root for it. Like I've never been a Brady hater, and I you know I've never been a Pats fan either. So it's not like I'm sitting here just as Pats guy going, oh my god, Brady. Trick question. Brady is gad. You know I'm not that guy. But <laughs> I, I just will never understand it. So, John, for the picks for last week. So, for win loss, I went eight and six. On the spread, I went seven and seven. Over unders, I went eight and six. Puts me for the season win loss at 116, 77 and one. For spreads, I am at 97, 95 and two. I am just hanging above 500 there. Over unders, I've been going off the last few weeks. I'm up to 105, 88 and one. So I'm pretty happy with the over-under turnout, even though, like I always say, not my favorite thing. 
for how we did, John, last week for the how picks we, we gave for the audience, I went two and three, which brings me to All 30, right. 34 and one. You went three and two, which puts you at 37, 27 and one. And Sparky yes. the coin went two and three, putting Sparky at 26, 38 and one. But that's not what's important right now, John. What's important is the picks for this week. So for those of you who might be newly accustomed to this show, what we do is every week I pick from from all the games on the schedule, I pick my favorite five games, and I bring them here. And John on the spot, he doesn't know what games I'm picking. We don't talk about this beforehand. John just makes a pick in about two seconds, and then Sparky is a coin that John flips and heads being the away team and tails being the home team. And we just see where the coin falls. This is in a perfect effort to prove that no matter how much more or less you know about football than anybody else, you just don't pick these games well. Because I tend to really follow football in a way where I can break down different things that you see on the field, different stat trends, all sorts of fun stuff. I don't necessarily call myself an expert. I wouldn't go that far but I know a pretty good bit about football. John watches from a fan perspective. He comes in here. I tell him the two teams and the spread and he goes, ah, LA. That's that's how John picks and Sparky, the coin. He literally just flips and uh, Sparky's not doing so hot this year. (laughs) Oh yeah. And Sparky talks for those of you who don't know. Shut your mouth. So John game one that we have this week, San Francisco 49ers at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Niners are favored by one point. I have Cincinnati here. I just saw San Fran lose to Seattle. I got a feeling that Cincinnati might be a little bit better than Seattle. There's just something in my head telling me that. I have to go out on a limb here and say that Cincinnati is going to win this game. John, what do you have? Hmm. Uh, What's the spread again? San Fran by one. Damn. That's a hard one, huh? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it actually opened at uh, Cincinnati minus two and a half, and it got bet down. People have been putting money on San Fran all week. You know what, man? I'm going to have to go San Fran just because they look pretty hot. Okay. That's fair. Game two that we have for the week. We have. Oh. oh. Shut up. Tails. <laughs> Tails. <laughs> all right. Cincinnati. Sparky's with me. I totally I forgot about Sparky entirely. I just I, I just explained in depth what Sparky is for, for our audience. And then I forgot about Sparky. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Game two. We have the Baltimore Ravens at the oh. Cleveland Browns. The Browns are minus two and a half. John, I have Baltimore. As I said earlier, Baltimore has been on an offensive slump. Cleveland's been on an even larger slump, and I think that Baltimore is a lot more likely to get a turnaround than the Browns are. John, what do you have? Dude, I'm taking the Browns because I think the running game is really going to get going for the Browns here against Baltimore. Fair enough. What Sparky got? Tails. Tails. Also Cleveland. All right. I'm on an island there. John, game three, we have the Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona's minus two and a half. John, I'm taking the Rams. Um, I believe somewhat in the law of averages, and I think that LA is too good of a team to continue to lose when they're actually fighting for their playoff life at this point. Arizona can drop this game and still be right there uh, tied, if nothing else, for number one seed in the NFC. So Arizona can afford to lose this game much more than the Rams can. John, I've got the Rams. Who do you have? Cardinals. 
All right. I mean, honestly, I can't really blame you there. What's Sparky got? Heads. All right. Sparky's with me with the Rams. Game four, we have the Buffalo Bills, the Tampa Bay box. Tampa is minus three and a half. And I think that this is going to be the random ass time that the Bills play it right and win this game. I got the Bills winning this one out. or uh, I got Tampa winning the game, but I have it being like a one to three point game. I think three and a half is too much here. I think the Buffalo is actually a team that matches up well with Tampa because they have one of these weird erratic offenses that can just completely go off in a game. And Tampa has games where they just don't come out and play to their fullest. I think that this could be one of those nights. Tampa. That's fair. And what Sparky got? Tails. Also Tampa. All right. And game five, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are minus eight and a half. And I don't love that number for this particular game because with this being a divisional matchup and the Titans struggling on offense, I don't really want to give them the nine points here. However, you might have noticed something, John. I took all underdogs with my other four games, and I had to find a favorite that I liked, which is oddly very rare for me. I typically do not take a lot of underdogs, but this week I was just feeling the underdogs. So, John, I've got Tennessee. Who do you got? Uh, Tennessee. Hmm. Tennessee. Oh, okay. <laughs> what Sparky the coin have? Oh, uh, Chris Stapleton, help me out. If I don't get Tennessee and they don't win, I'm gonna have to drink some whiskey. Sparky's got Sparky. What? Hits. Stop it. Jacksonville. Jesus. All right. So there we have it. So that is our picks for the week. John and I are going to be shutting down this episode because we have a whole nother episode to record and it is probably after 10 p.m. by this point. So John and I are about to do another 40 minutes together. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Jacked Jacked and Canned. This was Jacked and Canned. Tune in to new episodes on iTunes and check out what the boys are getting themselves into on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Jacked and Canned. Presented by No One.